Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another very interesting podcast episode with Papahood. Thank you for all for being here and listening in. Well, a parent's commitment to nurture their children is very equivalent to the interest shown in uh, the efforts, irrespective of the challenges, the hardships that we face sometimes, sometimes even the distance, right? But a parent never stops working, never stops working. And when I say working, I don't mean in the traditional sense, but purely from being a parent, right? My mom always says, no matter how old you are, still my son, and I will still correct you and check you if need be. So, well, it never ends. For fathers, I guess that takes on another meaning as well. Now, kids tend to lean towards their fathers for very practical side of advice, help, assistance, guidance, whatever you want to call it. And this is a unique spectrum of a duty that a father must be able to inculcate. Because as we all know, a father just doesn't provide and protect. He also makes sure that the child has a lot of social needs as well. In fact, science says that, right? Science says that the relationship a child has with their father determines the social connect that they will have as they grow into adults. So without further ado, my guest today is, well, somebody I've known for many, many years. We're reconnecting now but uh, somebody who is, well, what should I say? Uh, a guy that I've followed for quite a number of years now. This is uh, a time we're getting to reconnect. He is the director of instruction at the Tarun Sardesai Golf Academy, which is also India's only fully residential golf academy. And that is with the education. I think both of that great combination. Sometimes when I look around Tarun, I feel that I should get back into school if they would take me back, right? So Tarun is a father of two. He has two lovely sons, six and three, beautiful ages. Uh, and he has a very versatile style in uh, parenting. He plays bad cop at home. At least that's what he thinks. <laughs> but uh, he believes in building a strong foundation for his kids right from a very tender young age. Interestingly, both the kids, they cope up very smartly with their dada's style or papa's style of parenting. And uh, Tarun hopes uh, this would reap a strong bond of friendship in the future. So Tarun, before we begin, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Thanks, Steve. Uh, <clears throat> that was a lovely introduction there. Uh, enjoyed uh, listening to that. Um, I'm sure it comes from years of experience of being a, a dad yourself. Uh, you know, having four kids, I mean, I'm, I'm struggling with two and you have four, you know, hats off <laughs> to you on that one. Uh, that's just absolutely, uh, you know, phenomenal. But uh, a little bit about me, uh, you know, I uh, I was one of those lucky kids who was allowed to take up sport very seriously. I, I had a father who, uh, you know, who allowed that in, in, I guess, in a time where people were pushed into becoming an engineer or a doctor or a lawyer. My And I wanted to play golf, uh, of all things. My dad said, you know what, go do whatever you have to do. Uh, but, you know, he said that, you know, do it, uh, you know, do it with a passion, do it, uh, you know, with discipline and just do your best. And uh, so that's what I did. Uh, after finishing school, I went abroad to study, tried my hand at golf, came back, turned professional at a young age, um, you know, played the professional circuit for a few years in the country uh, and then uh, became a coach because that's the next progression. 
and um, coached for many years in the city of Bangalore. And then I realized that I want to do something more with my life. And having been a boarding school kid, uh, you know, discipline is very, 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 very important for me. And so uh, I think those five years I spent in boarding school really shaped me uh, as an individual. And I'm always thankful to uh, to that environment uh, for, for, for what I am today. So uh, that led me to the idea of building this residential academy built on a foundation of discipline and excellence. Uh, wow. And that led me to moving out of Bangalore in 2013 to, to Kolar, where I met George, who is the promoter of Designers Golf County Golf Club. And uh, we hit it off at our first meet itself. Uh, he loved the vision of producing champions. And, uh, you know, eight years on, here we are, India's only fully residential golf academy. This year was a landmark year because both the national champions of the senior and the junior categories came out of our academy. Wow. Uh, and, yeah, we hope to keep doing the good work and, uh, you know, um, doing what we're doing uh, with the passion that we, that we do it. That is just awesome I, I you've you've said so much tarun already i'm dying to pick up on one of them uh you know to kind of lead our discussion or conversation not discussion conversation uh so to speak but you know i, I think this is such a interesting thing right i'm going to start with asking you of course you had a support of that when you look back how does that shape your thinking based upon what you learned from your dad how does that shape your thinking today because you know, time and tide has changed. Absolutely. I think my dad, I think one of the things, he was a very practical guy, right? I mean, um, you know, he said, see, you know, here's how much money I have for you. This is what you want to pursue a passion, go out and do it. Uh, you know, but know that resources are, are, are limited. And, um, but not only that, the fact that he allowed me to think out of the box, do something different uh, was great in those days, uh, you know, and so I was the anomaly amongst my friends. I was the only guy who was, going out and playing sport all day. And those guys were going to school and studying. And <laughs> I'm actually a college dropout, right? So I dropped out of, out of two years of college. And my dad had no problem with that. He said, you know what? Do what you need to do because, you know, you have one life. Go out and live it. Uh, you know, if you fail, you fail. If you do well, you do well. Uh, you know, that's great. And that's something that, that for me was, was great to hear. And, and I use that with all my students as well. It's helped me in, uh, in my philosophy as a coach. And... The thing about, uh, about sport, uh, what is different is sport actually teaches you how to fail. If you go to a school, you go anywhere else, nowhere else are they teaching you how to fail. Right? Everybody wants you to just succeed. But for me, and especially with my students at the academy, the first thing I want them to learn is how to fail and fail and fail again and get back up the next day and go out and work hard again. Because those are life lessons that nobody teaches you. Right. Absolutely. So I'm happy that I'm in a I'm in a profession today because of my dad, uh, where uh, I'm following my passion uh, and I'm able to uh, to prepare our kids for the real world. I mean, you might say it's the golf academy, but to me, I would like to call it a life academy because we are actually preparing you for life. Right. Uh, so, you know, I'm very thankful to my dad for what he did. It shaped me in many ways. My outlook to to education has changed and very simply put sport is education, oh, right? Yeah. It's not sport or education. Sport is education. I would, I would recommend that all parents, all dads, all moms today put their kid into sport at a young age because that will shape them for the better. Absolutely. Oh, I can't, I can't disagree with, with that line of thinking, Tarun. And that reminds me of, uh, you know, my dad, when I used to run uh, after, you know, when I was in the 11th and 12th senior school, 
I used to do athletics and hundreds and two hundreds was my thing. And uh, I remember, you know, he had this small tradition that whenever we, if I won the race or if I won whatever, he would take me out to buy me, uh, you know, an ice cream or whatever it was, a treat basically. And uh, I remember once I lost and I was really angry with myself because I, in my mind, I should have won that, right? I thought I had prepared enough and stuff like that. And I remember going back home and dad said, hey, why don't we go and stop for ice cream, treat, whatever. I, I forget what treat it was. And I asked him later, I said, dad, why? But I lost. He said, so what? No worries. You're going to win next time. And uh, sure enough, I went on to qualify for state uh, or district, sorry, that was a at the district level. I went on to qualify for district. And I was really, really interested. So when I think back about those, not those, you can't call them insignificant, right? Because here we are as fathers ourselves, figuring out what treats we hand out to our kids, right? Uh, not just treats, but what life lessons we are going to uh, you know, impart to our children, right? It's a learning. It's, it's not just education. It's, I mean, it's a life lesson. Absolutely. But I must tell you, Stephen, I, I do remember your running style was a bit unique. Yeah. Uh, you know, I still remember that very, very, very well. Uh, you yeah. were effective, though. You were effective. I know that you were a fast runner. In fact, athletics was one of the few things I could never do. I was never a fast runner or a high jumper, or, you know. So for me, that period of time in boarding school was always quite boring because everybody else was doing it. And I was just sitting on the sidelines. Sport was my thing, of course. But, uh, but yeah, I still remember you running, definitely. You were a fast runner. I remember that. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I, I just love doing it. I did it right up to college as much as I could. Great. Now, you know, I, uh, I think, and I again, both of us come from boarding school. So discipline is something, you know, that I think all of us live with. My kids uh, pull my leg about this. Dad's in boarding school still, they say, because I like to, you know, do things on, on the dot. As a sportsman, uh, Tarun, is it easy or is it challenging when you have to impart discipline to your kids, given the distractions they have? They're not in boarding school, right? Uh, good question, though. I mean, uh, you know, it's definitely, definitely not easy, um, you know, in this day and age, for sure, when it comes to discipline. But in the academy, and luckily the kids are in an environment where they are around a whole bunch of kids who are disciplined, who are, you know, uh, waking up early in the morning, who are out practicing five hours a day, who are in the gym for two hours a day. Uh, that's one aspect. The second aspect is, of course, uh, you know, kids learn by seeing, you know, and then they, they really like to ape their parents. And because I'm up every morning at 530, I'm off to work by, you know, by 620 in the morning. Uh, I'm in the gym every day with all my players. I'm out cycling four times a week, uh, you know, 30, 40 kilometers. So I think uh, that's my way of showing them or teaching my kids that, that you know, having a disciplined lifestyle is very, very important. Uh, whatever. And funnily, strangely, my older kid um, came up to be Drona. His name is Drona. My older kid came up to me yesterday and said, you know, dad, I'd like you to make me a timetable because all the kids wow. at the academy have a timetable. I said, what timetable do you want? He says, well, you know, my day, I want it to be like, I know when I have to go for golf. I want to know when I have to do online schooling. Uh, I said, so, uh, you know, why you ask me? He says, because I also want to be known as a TSG student. I want to be a TSG student. And I was so happy that you said that, right? So Absolutely. I think the environment, I feel very fortunate that I have a kid at six years old who's asking me that. You know, my younger one, of course, right now, his only goal in life is to antagonize the older one. Uh, <laughs> but the older one is, uh, you know, he's more into, uh, you know, he started playing golf. He started playing sport. Uh, you know, he started throwing a frisbee, kicking a ball, hitting a golf ball. 
and for me being a multi from a multi sport background like like myself i for me this is very important to see my kids do that and now drona has started also because i play the guitar the drums and the keyboard he started learning all those instruments as well at the age of 5 uh, you know he's a pretty good drummer he's got great rhythm right he's a pretty good keyboardist as well he knows about 5 uh, seven chords uh, the guitar as well so i'm just so happy to see that element and and uh, you know and it and it's coming it's a lot is coming just from within uh, as well his interest is building and for me sport and music have gone together uh, phenomenally well i mean i'm sure you know because your dad was a was a great guitarist and i just really enjoy watching him and his band play uh, in school <laughs> and uh, you know so for me things like that happen and so luckily the environment is taking care of many things but yes i'm also i'm also the kind of person who loves to have a routine life i follow that routine on a daily basis uh, you know i do need to keep myself fit because i'm coaching young kids who look up to me right true and now true. it's actually it's actually coming home so when i say hey let's go to the gym suddenly drona and rudra saying yeah i want to go to the gym as well and at the age of 5 and 3 they're doing pull ups and they're, they're jumping around uh you know just makes me really really happy to see that oh that's fantastic i think one of the advantages when we see the the impact discipline has and i i've learned this i'd like to hear your thoughts on this as well we were able to accomplish so much right because of the discipline structure we we were brought up in uh, take for example uh, i'm going back to school here we played basketball football cricket boxing hockey cross country right did i gymnastics we did all of those things at least we we were given the Absolutely. option to do all of those yes. things while studying and of course we had dramatics quiz debates singing competitions i mean you name it and i think all of that was because we had disciplined structures built in uh, to what we were doing now as a dad and I, I, you've already answered that which is fantastic i mean the boys already into music and uh, showing sport which is just fantastic right but as a dad i want to ask you this what's the challenge taro i mean it's not all roses and you know cream oh yeah definitely not uh, you know definitely not and i think um um you know the challenge today is a lot to do with with technology and the access to information one of the rules of my academy is when you come into my academy you give up your cell phone right so all kids who are in my academy they give up their cell phones until they uh, finish 12th grade right so they don't have access to their phones because uh you know they need to be able to focus and the thing is that the kids in my academy now who are they are sleeping better they are focusing better they are performing better right and they may not attribute it to the phone but it is because, in a large part because of that now technology the challenge for me with the kids today is they're also obviously much smarter because they have access to these youtube videos uh you know they they're speaking like adults much much earlier on uh, you know in their lives they're learning words that uh, maybe you didn't want them to know at at a certain age but that's part of the, their development anyway uh, they need to know the difference but uh you know it's it's definitely challenging and and just getting them off that technology is so critical now i'm fortunate that we have a lot of open space around but i can imagine how difficult it must be from a pair, for a parent in the city today if you take bangalore city there's no place to go out and play for a kid uh you know if you tell if he goes out of his house is the danger that that he might hit by a bus right because uh, you know traffic is so bad so what does a parent do today and then you have both parents who are working how do i take my kid to the football field when i'm at office and my wife's at office what do we do is a huge challenge there and i face that myself as well uh so yeah i think technology today is 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 creating a little bit of a 
of an issue because you know they're on their phones or iPads. Obviously, we we put a monitor there where they can't have it for more than an hour or two a day. Uh, but sometimes they're figuring out the passcode for it. Then you're going to change the passcode. I mean, it's it's crazy. Kids are so smart these days. Yeah, they're yep. way smarter than that. They're way way smarter than we used to be. Absolutely. I you know I'm laughing about the that uh, the example you gave about uh, where do we send our kids? My wife and myself, we were looking for a place. Uh, and uh, one of the reasons we chose the house we live in today is because it's just outside the football academy my two sons go to. Oh, <laughs> the two younger guys go. So, uh, you, but you're absolutely right because when we were not living in this home, we were living uh, about three, four kilometers away. Obviously, my two younger guys at that time were seven and five or six and eight, somewhere around that. There's a two age, two year age gap between them. And we would all every evening, both of us were working, right? So every evening would be like, okay, what's your what's your plan? And who's going to drop? Who's going to pick up? And all of that, right? So completely, completely agree with you on that one. It, it, it's definitely a challenge finding that balance. But I love the fact that you're keeping the kids away from technology. You must be the only guy I know being able to do that, Tarun. So hats off, hats off. Yes, yes, we are. I think a lot of kids actually don't come to the academy because they know about this rule. So they actually don't even join up. And uh, so that's why we're lucky because we actually get the truly passionate kids. Absolutely. Uh, you know, who are who really don't care about anything else but their golf. And they want to be champions, right? So, uh, so yeah, it is. Today, kids can't live without their cell phone. It's really sad. And of course, you can't blame the parents because the parents are doing their own thing. They can't, they can't police the kids all day. But, you know, even at the academy, you know how kids are, right? They'll figure it out. They'll find their second cell phone. They'll hide it. They'll <laughs> smuggle it in. <laughs> so they do all of that stuff. But the thing is that, you know, we have a great warden here who knows everything that's going on. Uh, and we have severe penalties. So if, if a kid is found with a second cell phone, that cell phone is ours forever. Right. And they don't get it back. And, uh, you know, they are suspended for a week. And uh, there's no worse punishment for a sportsman than to take his sport away for a week. They hate that. So, they, <laughs> you know, so they, they will do anything for you to, to get out of that punishment. Right. And so they know there are there are always consequences, right? And I'm saying, guys, do what you want to do. Uh, like Mr. Innes uh, said, you know, do whatever you want to do, but don't get caught, right? Because then, then there are <laughs> going to be consequences. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that reference of our great headmaster, Mr. Innes. Thanks for that. Uh, Tarun, I want to I come back home a little bit to you and, uh, you know, when it is working with the kids. You say you played bad cop, right? Has that helped you in any way in in your parenting style or how, how, how does that go? So, you know, I've always been the bad cop, right? Now, every kid at the academy, no matter what their age are, oh. from, from 26 to, to the age of, like, say, 11, is scared of me. Because <laughs> I, I have always had that aura around me that, hey, I'm the boss and you don't mess around and I'm not afraid to kick you out of the academy, right? And I never get angry, right? I never, never get angry in the academy uh, ever. But when I do, it's, it's just a very soft voice saying, boss, you're in trouble. Come see me in my office. And then the kid is, is he's peeing in his pants because he doesn't know what's going to happen to him. Now, at home as well, I think I've, I've created a similar aura where, because my wife, you know, she's a soft one. She tends to give in. My younger kid loves to cry and bawl and scream. And I can stand there and sit with him for half an hour and listen to him and say, keep going. Let's see how long you'll go. We know, you know that. You'll get out of it at some point, right? So, <laughs> uh, you know, so, and if they're like, if they're misbehaving with their technology or their cell phone or their iPad when they're watching something, uh, you know, like we, I don't allow the technology on the on the table when they're eating food, right? And so that's a rule. So if they try and sneak it out there, then they then 
they know that I'm going to actually take that phone and, 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 and you know, they're only going to see it for a week or so. So uh, I think it's important. It's definitely helped in a certain sense. I like the fact that they are scared of me because for me, I think you need that one authority figure in your life that you're scared of. It helped me through boarding school because I was scared of Mr. Innes for sure. <laughs> you know, and, uh, uh, you know, I always, he kept me on the straight and narrow. Uh, you know, when I was growing up, I was afraid of my dad. For sure, not so much my mom, but definitely my dad. Uh, and I think they need somebody, an authority figure in their life who they know means business. So they can't take, you know, advantage of, right? And and for me, that makes my it makes my discipline of them also a little easier. Mm, uh, you know, I think they've absolutely. come to accept that, that if dad says something, it's time to kind of think about it. You know, if mom says something, uh, you know what, we'll just scream. Uh, you know, no issues. But yeah, it definitely helped me to kind of gain a little bit of control uh, in a space that, that sometimes goes completely out of control at home. Oh, that's beautiful. But you're right. When dad says something, it has to go. Absolutely, yeah. All right. Now, every father, every father, I had some pretty scary nights when I remember uh, my, my when my first guy was born. You know, I, I never used to sleep anywhere near him. I would also always ensure that I always slept in the next room or another bed, whatever. But I never slept next to him purely because, you know, even for that hugging, cuddling, I was scared because I was scared I would go to crush the guy. I'd turn over and crush him. Apart from those anecdotal small scares, as a father, what scares you? When my kid, when my first kid was born, right? I mean, uh, I never knew I had so many emotions within me, right? I mean, yeah, sure, I've been in love and all that stuff. But when my first kid was born, for the first time, you know, obviously I cried. I, I don't cry. I'm not a guy <laughs> who cries. Why? Why? What the hell? You just, you made me cry. I don't get it. Why did I cry? Right? That's not me. And I was, so I was in the state of confusion when he was born. When I was holding him in my arms and I was crying at the same time I was happy. That had never happened to me. Right? So the whole oh. bunch of emotions that came out. And, and then I, then from that day onwards, all my uh, I was energies were focused on making sure that the baby was okay. I remember once, uh, you know, one of the kids started choking on a on a uh, on a sweet or something, and I panicked. And I'm not a kind of guy who panics, right? Because I see guys getting injured all the time. You know, I'll tell them, calm down, it's okay, it's okay if it's bleeding, I'll figure it out. But I panicked. I started running up and down the house, shouting for my wife. I even stuck my finger down his throat and he started gagging. He's like, Dad, what are you doing? You know? But uh, I panicked. So for me. That, you know, this whole, I, I started to see the side of me where I was so concerned for their well-being. And I'm a kind of guy who doesn't stop people from exploring. But today, if my kid wants to jump off the first step, I'm like, be careful. <laughs> <laughs> if it was somebody else's kid, I would say, you know what, go for it. Go to the third step. Yeah. I mean, you, I know what you're saying. Awesome. That's what's changed, you know. It's not me. Yeah. But when it comes to my own kids, Absolutely all my life, true. all my life, Stephen, I've worked with other people's kids. For me, I've worked with kids all my life, last 20 years. I've worked with other people's kids. So if I didn't like anything that they were doing, I just send them back to their parents. Now having to deal with all of it yourself is is a different ballgame altogether. Absolutely. And it's 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 just so intriguing, right? Being a dad, because yes, there are books and you know, there are articles and you can read up on being dad and all of that. But when it comes to you being dad, you know, that's another ball game altogether, isn't it? I mean, Absolutely. It, uh, at least for Absolutely. me, uh, yeah, I've got some funny stories as well uh, of just being 
a dad. I remember the first time, you know, it was just crazy. And uh, we were driving to, uh, I was living abroad at the time and we were driving to the hospital. The doctor told my wife, listen, I think it's time. You better come in, uh, you know, this evening. So I remember finishing up work early, got into the car and we're driving to, uh, to the hospital. And I'm like, you know, like as though I'm getting electrocuted with the with the jitters. And my wife just looks at me and says, listen, just be easy and it's all going to be fine. So uh, for me, right from that moment, right up to all the focus, I mean, it's just been an absolute nerve wracking thing. And of course, you get better at it. And as they hit different stages in their life. Wow. Absolutely. Oh, fantastic. Tarot, what do you think is, is something that the younger generation dads, guys who are just getting into fatherhood, what do you think you want to advise them? You know, for me, uh, you know, I would just say, I would just say go with the flow, right? Now, my biggest fear, uh, just to give you an example, when I had a baby was changing, uh, changing diaper. I never thought I would be able to do it. I never thought because, you know, for me, seeing all those movies and seeing all that poo all over the place, uh, I could read as many books as I wanted on that, right? There's a technique to doing all that. But, you know, until you actually do it, uh, you, don't, you don't know much about it, right? And sure. I was really scared until I had to do it. When my wife wasn't at home and suddenly I realized there's a, there's a, there's a potty situation, I need to change the diaper, right? And then you figure, <laughs> you know, you figure, thing, you figure ways out to do it. Uh, you know, and the funny thing is that whatever said and done, I realized that the relief that child got when you would change that diaper, was actually yeah. a way of bonding with that kid. Uh, you know, when I give my kids a bath, when I wash them in the bathroom, whatever, I began to realize it's a great way to bond. And I feel today's, you know, the father's the advice I would give is get involved from day one, which is what I did with all aspects. Like I remember my mom-in-law wouldn't let me, she wouldn't let me change a, a diaper, right? Because she thought, you know, that's not his job. Yeah, yeah, very stereotypical. Yes, uh, maybe a, a thought of a more kind of a, a, a matriarchal kind of a thing, but I jumped in straight away. And even if a kid had to go to the loo, I would wash them up after, you know, because for me that was great. It just felt so great as a, as a bond, and I, I wanted to be there for every aspect of, yeah. of my kid's life. Oh, yeah. And my advice to today's today's parents are a little more busy. Life is tough. Um, you know, I understand all of that, but. I would, my advice to many parents would be to get into their kids' lives early on. Let your kid get to know you. You get to know your kid. Even though when a kid's one year old, there's no other way to communicate but to hold them, to wash them up. That's the way of actually communication. And that's the way they get to know you as well and get to be more comfortable with you. So I would say jump in from day one. Jump right in there. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, Tarun, I can't tell you how much I agree with you because... At one point in time, especially when you have four, and, uh, I was looking for if there was a competition on nappy changing for dads, because that's what I wanted to do. You know, I, I had become pro at this by that time, right? And uh, I, can't, I, I can't disagree with what you're saying, because the significance, especially the, the, the societal pressures, like, like you rightly said, like mother-in-law says, uh, you know, somebody will say, don't do this or that's not the man's job or whatever it may be right it's so stereotypical that i think we as dads must call out not just call out recognize call out and you know kind of go against that grain because uh in india alone and this is something that i read up following my uh you know uh, research here is 80 about 80 percent of fathers in india believe that bringing up a child is a mother's job Wow, right? I didn't know 
Yeah, it's it's crazy. When I read that number, I was like, what? Hold on, something is wrong here. Uh, and I obviously reread it, but you, you, you want to think about that, right? Because, and it's so important in the development, not just of the child, but even you as a father, the, the bond that it creates, right? It's such an interesting thing. So, while yeah, and, spot and, you on. know, in, in defense of my mother-in-law, she's a wonderful lady. I think she just felt that since I was doing so much work anyway, uh, at the golf course and everything, and, you know, just wanted to probably give me that little bit of a break. But in the end, I, to be, to be honest, today I enjoy it. I don't oh, look absolutely. at it as... You know, and trust me, I've become I've become used to any any situation now when it comes to the sure. diaper or the bathroom, and I don't it doesn't doesn't phase me at all, and I feel proud of that. Absolutely right. Uh, uh, let me tell you a small story with my mother-in-law. When we had our first son, again we were living in the Middle East. Uh, she came down to help my wife out, right? Help us out, not just my wife, but help us out. And uh, obviously, she was a great great help because I would go to work in the day, come back dog tired, and she would make sure that I am not disturbed. After a couple of days, I realized I was not getting any calls from my wife in the middle of the night, you know, saying, help, help us out or whatever. I was feeling a little strange because I, I was having a great night's sleep, getting up in the morning fresh, getting ready and going to work because that's what dads do at least, you know. And then I remember coming home for lunch one afternoon. It was, a, I think it was the weekend. And I remember sitting down with my mother-in-law and uh, she looked haggard. You know, I think it was a right. week or so. And I, I, I remember asking, I said, mom, what's up? You know, like, is, is everything okay? And uh, she said, no, son, I'm fine. And then I had a chat with the wife and she said, yep, mom's been awake the entire time. That's why you're getting good sleep. So you could see, and she's not a young person, you know, she's retired. Absolutely. She's done her time. Absolutely. So I was shocked. I, I, I'll never forget that because, you know, it's so stereotypical in a sense that they're willing to put themselves uh, you know, out there uh, for us. So beautiful, beautiful. Having seen fatherhood for about six, seven years, how would you define fatherhood? <laughs> that's a that's a tough one. Um, you know, uh, I think uh, fatherhood is, uh, to me, expecting something and then getting something completely unexpected, uh, right? I mean, you think things are going to go one way, but they've gone completely the opposite. Uh, you know, I was a, I was confident before I had my kids. Right? My wife was pregnant. I said, yeah, I'm going to figure this out. But then fatherhood hit me, right? And fatherhood is not what we all think it's going to be. It is completely different, right? So whatever illusions you have about fatherhood, how you're going to take care of the kid, how it's going to pan out, drop them, right? So fatherhood to me is just expect the unexpected, uh, right? And, uh, you know, and deal with it because yeah. that's, that's to me, that's that's how I would sum it up. Uh, you know, I, I got I got this, uh, you know, I've always been a confident human being. And I thought I always figured things out. When it came to the kids, it's something <laughs> new every day. Every day something new comes up. My younger kid has learned how to scream now. So he uses that. <laughs> Where did that come from? Right? I mean, he screams so loud, like it's piercing. Like, ah! And I have to I have to stand there and pretend like it's not affecting me. But man, my, yeah. my head is exploding. Right. So <laughs> but so, at the same time, it's been an absolute joy with the two kids. Uh, so expect a lot of fun as well. It is so much joy. And I think it's all about the attitude, right? In absolutely. the end. Absolutely. Uh, right. You've got to have a good attitude to be a good dad. Uh, you know, kids are going to be kids. They don't understand many times what they're doing. Uh, you know, go with the flow. Let them be who they are, let them evolve. Right, it'll all, it'll all fall into place. Awesome, for me, I think it's the biggest blessing. 
I just put a full stop there. It's the biggest blessing that, uh, uh, you know, I think every, every man should uh, experience at least once in, in, a, in a lifetime because it's nothing like it, right? I mean, nothing you like can it. have nothing like it. Uh, I, I don't know, but that, that's my take on this. Okay, last question, uh, Tarun. Apart from your dad, right? Who would you nominate? And we would like, we'll get in touch with you after this as well. Who would you nominate to put on this Papahood podcast? That's a tough one because I know so many good dads today. And because I meet parents all the time, parents of my students right? and how beautifully they have, uh, you know, nurtured their kids in sport. And today, trust me, uh, you yourself will know having two kids playing a sport, uh, they may get into football seriously. Then life becomes completely different. And it's all about how you nurture them. And in the end, uh, you know, so I have so many dads that I'd like to nominate. No pressure. Think of one. Let us know. And I know I have a lot of a lot of good examples of dads. So, you know, I, I couldn't nominate just one. I don't even be fair. Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, I think a lot of my the dads who are parents of the kids who are in my academy, both parents of girls as well as boys, um, you know, do a fantastic job. And uh, I am really in admiration of of many of them for allowing their kids to, to take this this huge plunge into the world of competitive sport where yep, you don't yep. know whether, you know, what, what's going to happen. Um, you know, so they all stand out to me. And I'd rather just give you a list and you can contact probably many of them, uh, you know, which I will do. I don't want to name someone in particular, but they, I'm just in complete admiration of all of them. They do such a great job with their kids. Uh, you know, and you're going to face that as well. You know, parenting a sports person is not easy at all. I know, I know. And I'm preparing myself for that. Yeah, but you're right, right? Uh, that's not an easy question, uh, considering that you glean so much from uh, the different types of people you encounter, you know, along your journey. I, I remember a friend of mine telling me, Steve, all I have is 18 years with my daughter. That's it. And that gave me that kind of, you know, put a light bulb in my head. This was just before I became a parent myself. So right. you, you take so much from the great dads you encounter. So I completely get what you're saying. Tarun, it's been an absolute pleasure having a, this chat with you. Thank you so much for being on on uh, the Papahood podcast. I want to also thank Tarun's wife, Tarun's children, Tarun's parents, in-laws, everybody, because I think all of them make you a great dad, right? Absolutely. Somebody once said, we stand on the shoulders of giants. So those are yes. our giants, I guess. Uh, you know, thank you so much uh, for this, Stephen. It's, uh, I've, um, I've only done podcasts on golf, on the mental side of golf, on training, on high performance. And this has been completely different for me, uh, awesome. which, is, uh, which has been very, very interesting. Uh, and the funny thing is when you do podcasts and when you, when you talk about your journey and various things, you actually learn more about yourself. Uh, you know, I've learned a lot of myself through this podcast, uh, a lot about myself through this podcast as well. So thank you so much for having me, uh, you know, and I wish you all the best with your future podcasts. And uh, you know, maybe you so there's much. some other interesting topic that I can be a part of. I'll be more than happy to be part of it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Tarot, for uh, coming on onto our show. To everybody else, if you're tuning in, thank you so much for being part of uh, the Papa Hood podcast. This is something, as you can see, I love to do, my guests love to do. Talking about being dads is something, I think, very, very critical, not just for ourselves, but also for everybody else. Make sure that you uh, hook us up uh, as we get rolling. Subscribe, like, do all of that. Share on Instagram, Facebook, and on LinkedIn. You'll find us either with Papa Hood or with Stephen Brass. So, Thank you so much, everybody. And uh, wherever you are, stay safe. God bless.